The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. Thank you for listening with us today. I'm very glad that you have joined us. And thank you so much for going on our Spirit of Recovery Facebook page and liking Spirit of Recovery. And thank you for posting on our wall and making comments on our posts. It's great. We just love hearing from you. And thank you also for emailing me and letting me know what's happening for you in your spirituality and recovery walk. Thank you so much for participating because we know that's what recovery is about. It's about getting out there and participating in life. So I want to thank you also for letting your friends and the people in your recovery community and your unity community, your other spiritual communities, your friends, your family members, everybody you know, thank you for letting them know about Spirit of Recovery here on Unity Online Radio. It's wonderful to be broadcasting on the topic of spirituality and recovery and to be hearing from you and uh, knowing that our guests that we're bringing are really touching your heart, opening up new ideas for you about the recovery process and uh, inspiring you to continue on your recovery journey if you are a person that's in recovery and uh, opening up new doors for you. Every week we talk about topics that are important to the recovery community with guests who are down to earth, knowledgeable and innovative, people who are in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people. And we're always bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. You can listen to Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can, of course, listen via your computer. You can listen via your smartphone. You can go to Stitcher.com and download their app and search for Spirit of Recovery. You can listen live. You can also listen on demand. There are lots of great archives. If you go to UnityOnlineRadio.org slash program slash Spirit of Recovery, you'll find um, just a whole boatload of great uh, programs that you can listen to at your leisure. I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place. If you're a person in recovery from any kind of an addiction, you're welcome. If you're a family member or friend of someone that's got the disease of addiction, you're welcome. If you're a family member that's in your own recovery as a family member or friend, you are welcome. Or if you're just somebody that's curious about the process of addiction, whether or not you or anybody you know has a uh, the disease of addiction or whether or not anybody you or anybody you know is in recovery, we're just glad you're here. And uh, perhaps you're just looking for information, want to know what this is all about, or just get inspired by the great guests. So we're just one glad you're here and, and um, want you to know that you're welcome to listen and participate here on Spirit of Recovery. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I am your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and an addictions counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction. 
And um, over 30 years ago, 34 years ago to be exact, those relationships were a catalyst that got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development. And my walk continues to be an integration of re- unity and recovery principles, spiritual principles, universal principles of love and peace and uh, service. And that walk keeps richly transforming my life and keeps me growing in deeper and richer ways. So I am very grateful, very delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and to hear what you're experiencing in your spirituality and your recovery walk. I want you to know also that um, if you would like to financially support the programs that you hear um, on Unity Online Radio, Spirit of Recovery, or any of the other, and any of the other great programs on UnityOnlineRadio.org, you can do that. You can um, simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a financial contribution to support this nonprofit enterprise called Unity Online Radio. And um, that's uh, a great help. If you, and you just text Unity Radio to 72727. If you need help with your text donation, you can call Unity Customer Care during regular business hours, Monday through Friday. And that number is 800 248 6489 if you'd like some help with that donation if you choose to do that. So, we got a great program for you today as always, and today we are talking about writing for your life. And joining me is my guest Mark Dennis Anderson. We're going to be talking about um with Mark and uh, the work that he does, how you get out of your head and into your life. And uh we know that that's a big Peace and big important cornerstone of recovery. And writing practices are a very powerful way to move energy from uh, chaos and all the swirling that can sometimes go on in our heads that creates confusion. But writing can be a real powerful tool to help move us to clarity, serenity, and constructive action. My guest, Mark Dennis Anderson, is the creator and director of um, Writing in Recovery, which is a workshop and lecture series and also an online resource that's designed to show how writing practices can benefit any program of recovery. And Mark combines his personal recovery experience with his background in writing instruction. He holds an MFA from Hamline University in the Twin Cities area where he studied poetry, creative nonfiction, and writing instruction. And currently, Mark teaches writing at Normandale Community College in Bloomington, Minnesota. You can learn more about Mark's work if you go to writinginrecovery.com. And so, Mark, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, so glad that you're here. Yes, writing is a very powerful tool. And um, so, you know, in recovery, we do hear a lot about the concept of powerlessness, and and, uh, that can mean different things to different people. So how do you uh, reconcile this concept of powerlessness with the concept of power as part of the recovery process and how you use that in writing? Well, um, one of the ways that I encourage uh, my participants in the workshops and, and when I when I lecture um, is to really think about writing um, because writing is a conscious process um, as an empowering process. So taking wherever you know wherever in in in, in one's life you know they're feeling that that's powerlessness, they can then begin to explore. Uh, what that looks like on paper and um, and then or on a screen if you're typing um, and then through identifying uh, through the identification process of you know I'm feeling powerless over my family I'm feeling powerless over this particular craving or or whatever you can um, begin to shift um, ever so slightly that balance so that you're less you're feeling less powerless and um, more empowered to um, examine and explore options uh, to free yourself from it, so to speak. That's one of the ways that I that I, I talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like when you're saying that, it's almost like that sense that the the powerlessness maybe that we feel over addictive behaviors or craving or whatever outside circumstances comes because we don't see any options or we think there's only one way to 
approach it, which isn't working. So right, right, yeah, and 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 really taking that time to write out the specific areas or specific things that are um, plaguing an individual, um, it slows down that reactive nature um, enough that it, you know, there's a little bit of a distance um, between the feeling and the action that may follow. Um, And in that space, um, we can make wiser choices and that's empowering as well. Mm-hmm. How did you come to this, uh, seeing writing as, as a tool to do that, to well, slow things down? Um, yeah, I was, I was actually in graduate school when um, my own addictions really started to overpower my life and, and, and have some severe and dire consequences. Um, one of the purposes of pursuing an MFA in creative writing and masters of fine arts um, is to find your voice and or refine your voice. Um, and in addition to that, um, to discover what it is that um, you're interested in writing about and what your passions are, or even in, in some circles, what are your obsessions? Because many writers will um, admit that they're only writing about a small handful of topics um, over and over again. And that highlights a certain kind of obsessiveness, but it also focuses on what any given writer values most. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a daunting task to find your voice or refine your voice. Um, and I went into graduate school thinking, okay, this is going to be easy. I already know what my voice is. You know, I'm, I'm savvy. I'm smart. I've got this life of adventure and recklessness that I want to share and explore and entertain. Um, but what I started noticing happening um, when I sat down to uh, write and complete my assignments um, was a, a, an inability or a, a fear um, of getting closer to some of the truths that I had been denying, particularly in regards to um, my drinking and other addictive behaviors, my lying, um, my sordid experiences, those kinds of things, you know, as much as I thought, okay, I'm going to be able to explore these things in writing, when it really came down to writing them out, um, I, was, I became paralyzed and um, with fear and could not articulate or get started. So I would often, and this was a pattern that I repeated throughout my 20s and early 30s, I thought, okay, if I just, you know, get the creative juices flowing by having a drink or doing something else that would sort of, you know, inhibit my, um, my block, then uh, surely I'll get going and, and I'll, you know, be motivated to keep writing. Um, but that pattern uh, never really, or rather that, that practice of sort of loosening my creative juices or getting them flowing never really panned out because I would always end up drinking to excess <laughs> and I couldn't even see the screen. Um, and then I would tell myself, oh, I'll just write in the morning when I'm sober. Um, but then in the morning I would wake up hungover and distraught and depressed and, Whatever I had written, I immediately discarded as trash and um, really never got to any real meat uh, of my writing. And then um, basically it, it, it helped me writing in that way. And this is sort of the counterintuitive sort of paradoxical way that I talk about this. Writing actually helped catalyzed me get getting to um, a, a place of desperation. 
Um, I wanted to write about things that mattered, but I couldn't figure out what mattered. And the more I tried, the more afraid I became. And um, ultimately, I gave up. And um, there were a series of events over the course of um, about two years, personal relationship failings, um, work trouble. I was teaching piano at the time, and I wasn't showing up for work. And um, uh, I wasn't completing my work work at school, um, on time or with any real quality that I was proud of. Um, but again, uh, when I got down to it, writing, I, I, I faced myself on the page and I was afraid of what I saw. So I gave up and I ended up checking myself into treatment, um, about two thirds of the way through my second semester in grad school, my second full-time semester in grad school. And then um, I took some notebooks and some books with me to treatment, and it was while I was there on my downtime that I started to see the literature of recovery um, as an opportunity to create writing prompts for myself to respond to quotations, whether I was just writing down actual quotations out of any given book, um, and then journaling um, after those, sort of, you know, in response to those, uh, or just taking what I was talking about with my counselors or in my group sessions and processing those ideas one or two steps further um, in writing to co- to somewhat solidify and explore some of those um, those nuances and and it, and it was very early on in that process that I realized that writing, even though writing had taken me to my darkest place, it had also it also provided the opportunity to get me out. And Thank to you help so much. Me. It, it's part time for our first break, and okay. I love that. Uh, wow, what a what a journey. It's great. I love it. Stay with us. Our topic okay. today is writing for your life. My guest is Mark Dennis Anderson. We'll be right back. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. If you're just joining us, our topic for today is writing for your life. My guest is Mark Dennis Anderson. We're talking about the work that Mark does. He is the creator and director of Writing in Recovery, which is a workshop lecture series and an online resource that's designed to show how writing practices can benefit any program of recovery. And Mark combines his personal recovery experience with his background in writing instruction. He holds a Master's of Fine Arts from Hamline University in the Twin Cities area where he studied poetry, creative nonfiction, and writing instruction. And currently he's teaching writing at Normandale Community College in Bloomington, Minnesota, and again conducting his workshops with people in recovery. And uh, you can learn more about what Mark does in, at his website, writinginrecovery.com. And uh, he's just shared with us a very powerful story about his writing process. Before I get back to my conversation with Mark, I invite you to join me for a brief moment of meditation in the Serenity Minute. So I invite you to relax 
to feel that presence of your higher power within your being, to feel that relaxation as it moves through the crown of your head all the way through your body temple, to be aware of your breath, allow the thoughts to drift to the edges of your mind, and share with me this constructive idea. I let go and let my higher power bring serenity. I let go and let my higher power bring serenity. We take a moment in the quiet. for joining me in the Serenity Minute and I trust that that was an opportunity for you to relax and to open up to that loving presence that is your higher power as you understand it. And now I'm back to my conversation with my guest, Mark Dennis Anderson. Our topic is writing for your life. And Mark, you just were sharing with us your story about how when you were in active addiction, your attempt to write actually led you into to facing that darkness and and then when you were in your treatment process how writing really helped you uh move into your recovery process so exactly yes yeah that's powerful and what an experience you you really know mm-hmm. it from the inside out how why writing is so powerful yeah you know as you what you were just referring to, obviously, is that in the 12-step program, there's a, a lot of, um, or the recovery process, which can be many-faceted. It's There are many ways uh, to engage recovery, but it, a lot of it is about what's called, some people call it bibliotherapy, which is just reading reading and and, uh, mm-hmm. and so forth. So um, what else did, did you learn from your own experience um, as you were writing in your early recovery process? Um, well, I began to see one of the personal creative um, hurdles that I have is is a fear of of you know writing things down in in permanence and and thinking okay this is an ink and this is this is this is the way it is or if I'm going to print this page out then that's the way it is and I can't revise it but um, something that I really discovered about my own writing process is that. Um, and, and my recovery process is that it is um, subject to change over time. And um, one feeling will fade away and another feeling will rise. And um, tracking those in writing, I'm able to see which feelings or which thoughts um, matter. And I could, you know, at that point, make a decision as to which thought or which feeling I'm going to pay more attention to um, and or how to respond to those particular thoughts and feelings. Um, And I figured that out fairly early on as a a really helpful strategy for thinking about writing as a a particular um, approach to supplementing uh, my recovery process. it's a kind of, in that way, a kind of meditation where you sit and you let your thoughts come and go. But when you write them out, uh, you're able to see them a little bit more clearly. Again, going back to the identification piece, being able to identify feelings and thoughts and then make decisions on how to respond to those. Um, and I also, um, in my particular treatment experience, this idea of positive affirmations uh, became, was 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 um, stressed and um, emphasized, and taking thoughts and you know sort of the negative kinds of shoulds and coulds and wanting things to be better and and writing them down in in affirming language, um, present tense or future tense. Um, this is working. I will survive. I will, um, find peace and, and serenity. Uh, 
writing those kinds of things down was almost more effective for me than saying them out loud because I was able to see the words on the page and read them again in my mind and come back to them as well. So if I wrote something on a Monday and I look back from a Thursday, I could see, okay, I was thinking this, I was working toward this. Am I now feeling better today? You know, and, and it, and it was really effective in that way. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when, when you, on, uh, in your workshops from your, uh, information that you give there, you do talk about the power of writing and, and what you're saying certainly is all a part of that, moving that energy, making the affirmations. And you speak about also the power of writing as being ways of connecting with yourself mm-hmm. at the present moment with other people. Tell us about that. How does writing connect us? Well, um, yeah, I think that, I mean, one of the things that I've, I've always sort of, or not always, but since entering into recovery, I've, I've come to understand that the stronger um, connection that I have with myself, um, and this goes to this, goes back to or speaks to this, you know, you have to be honest with yourself um, piece, but the stronger my connection is with myself, um, the stronger my connection will be with others. So taking that time, however selfish it may seem, to explore your thoughts, explore your feelings, um, to redirect them if necessary in certain directions and and know where your fears are and know where your hopes are and things like that, um, you're better able to then articulate those experiences, thoughts and feelings um, with others. um, And it also strengthens a sense of compassion because in my own neuroses or in our own, you know, neuroses, we think we're the only one who is struggling often and other people seem to have it all set and everything's going well. Um, but that's not the case. That's not the truth, especially when we share and listen to others. Um, we see that many of these kinds of patterns, chaotic thinking, um, feelings of powerlessness, um, all of those kinds of things are common among people in recovery. So being able to identify for yourself what those are um, and then be able to articulate them in, in, in more effective ways um, strengthens a sense of connection among the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're a, a writer by nature and, and by profession. How do you help people that almost a writing phobic or that that just don't like to write how do you in your workshops how do you approach that with some people that are like no way i don't like to write i don't want to write scares me whatever well one of the strategies that um i emphasize uh as a pre-writing or um idea generating called invention strategies um or invention strategy in sort of the, you know, writing pedagogy terminology is Mm -hmm. simply just making lists. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're afraid of writing or you're not interested in writing a journal entry and you don't want to write in complete sentences and you don't want to take that time, you can start by just making lists. Um, List the things that you care about, things that you're worried about, list the things that you want for yourself, list you know, pick a topic and and just start generating um, ideas that can fall under that that category. And um, that is a kind of writing. In fact, it's a kind of poem. List poetry is a very uh, popular um, format for um, generating poems. And and so I connect that to. Uh, recovery uh, practices because you can cover a lot of ground um, in a short space on the page. So you don't have to take time to write a paragraph or, you know, you can just make this list of things. And, 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 and then what, what, what happens is often one or two of those items on a given list will sort of, inspire another list or will, there'll be some energy around it. And then you can, you'll start to 
feel a little bit more inspired to actually sit down and write. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So would you call writing a, a spiritual practice or not? Yes. I, I, I think it's very much, it, it can be defined as a spiritual practice. Um, in that, I mean, depending on how you define spirituality, I'm a fan of um, Br- Brene Brown's definition of spirituality. Um, she says spirituality is recognizing and celebrating that we are all inextricably connected to each other by a power greater than all of us, and that our connection to that power and to one another is grounded in love and compassion. Practicing spirituality brings a sense of perspective, meaning, and purpose to our lives. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that. And, and she also writes in one of her books about sort of this sense of belonging. Um, and, but this, the one thing that really stri- strikes me um, from that quote is the um, interconnectedness. And when we sit down and we write, we start to see new connections that maybe we don't think of right off the bat. Um, because our thoughts are going too fast and we can't track them. But by taking time to write them out, we start to see maybe where they originated and where they are going Um, in poetry as well. Specifically, uh, there's a lot of associative thinking, making leaps from one image to another, and starting to see that interconnectedness among all things. Um, strengthens an inter- a feeling of interconnectedness and belonging um, intrinsic to a healthy sense of spirituality. Mm-hmm. I also think that the perspective, meaning, and purpose to our lives that she writes about, you can very specifically write toward those topics and explore those for yourself. Which is Give us an example. How would you do that? Well, um, if, if you're feeling meaning, if you're feeling like you're in a state where you're very apathetic and you don't care about anything or you feel like there's no hope or no meaning, um, you can start by writing about that. You can literally make a list of the things that you think are hopeless in your life. And um, the interesting thing is if you can then turn that list inside out or rename that list things um, that I am grateful for, Mm-hmm. Um, you will start to see a new association, um, and you'll even start to maybe, uh, encounter some gratitude for your own apathy because you recognize that other people feel this way and having a sense of that means you can connect to other people who are struggling. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense, for but sure. that creates some meaning and some purpose. Um, and, and the writing Again, as a conscious process, you're using your mind and your body. Um, at the same time, you're connecting those two pieces of our lives and then bringing in ideas that can be developed um, will invariably, in one way or another, inspire or soften some of that apathy or soften some of the fear. Uh, Going back to the powerlessness, you begin to feel more empowered because it's not as bad as you think. Or um, the other option, too, is, you know, writing out uh, a page of all the things that are going wrong in your life or all of the, the nonsense and chaos in your head. And then taking that page, ripping it out of your notebook and throwing it in the, in the, in the, in the trash can be like a ritual. Um, and, and you clear your mind, and, and, and that creates a new sense of perspective. So there's different ways of doing it, and I encourage everyone in my uh, series to, you know, workshop series, to figure out how it works for them and to also be open-minded to the possibility that one approach or one strategy uh, may work one day, um, but the next day you might need a different approach. <laughs> Right, right. You know, um, and on your website, there are resources, even if a person might not be in a locale where they could attend one of your workshops, or maybe they are, which would be great. But if they aren't, the, on your website, writingandrecovery.com, right, there are resources yep. there that they can use just right there. <clears throat> right, yeah, I have a piece on there. It's a um, list um, of 
ways in which uh, writing can directly enhance one's commitment um, to recovery. And uh, on the website as it is right now, there are eight points that I made. Um, I'm working on a ninth point, which is writing as play. Uh, and this, uh, this list is a combination of a lot of things. It's, it's, it's from my reading about recovery. It's my reading about spirituality. It's my, from, I'm getting ideas from various writing, uh, textbooks. So teaching writing, um, and, uh, also books about creative writing. There's a lot of books out there about creative writing, writing down the bones, bird by bird by Anne Lamott. Um, so that list is a really great way to start because one of the ideas is to, again, sort of think about writing in a specific way. Um, th changing the way that you think about writing will change how the writing presents itself on the page and how you interact with the words. Wonderful. It's time for our second break. Thank you. My guest is Mark Dennis Anderson, and he's talking about the writing workshops that he does for people in recovery and that writing process. And his website is writinginrecovery.com. We'll be right back with Spirit of Recovery. Stay with us. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'll light a candle in your name. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, my name is Anna Schaus. I'm your host, and my guest today is Mark Dennis Anderson, and he's talking with us about writing for your life, the power of writing in recovery. So, Mark, how do people find a safe space in which to write? What does that mean, and how do they find it or create it? Right. Yeah, I do emphasize that um, thinking of writing in a, as a safe place to go to for your own mind um, is a way of, of, of encountering that. Um, at the same time, I do recognize that there is a sort of fear that, okay, someone's going to read my journal, uh, if they find it, if I leave it out, or you know, hack into my computer or read my emails and things like that. And of course, there are, are different kinds of security options that you can create for yourself. But the point, you know, the, the, the more sort of philosophical point is to say that writing is a safe zone. You can say the things that you or write out the things that you're afraid to say. Um, and again, that creates that space. It creates a little bit of distance from those those thoughts so that you can see them. Um, you can also, like I mentioned be just before, you know, you can write things out and then burn them or get rid of them in some way. But mm -hmm. to embrace uh, that space as safe, as a safe zone, um, can be very empowering. Uh, that also helps, too, for people in, in the more, like, instructional world to say, like, you know, don't worry about grammar. Don't worry about punctuation. Don't worry if you're making any sense. Just get those ideas down the page. You can always go back and rewrite things or pull out those seeds or kernels that you want to explore um, in a deeper way later. Mm-hmm. Right. As part of your uh, work that you do, uh, storytelling is a real important 
aspect right. of, of what you share with people how to, to write and, and empower themselves in recovery. So tell us, tell us about storytelling. Yeah, yeah. One of the, um, the prompts that I created, uh, is about writing out those events or experiences that you're constantly replaying in your mind. Um, That does two things. One is, is it helps you start to begin to see those events in a slightly different light. Um, And secondly, um, by maybe clearing your mind a little bit or emptying your mind of these particular events that you're replaying over and over in your mind, new memories um, will surface or new details when you're writing about that particular experience um, will, will be recalled. Um, And this is um, a, a kind of common thread or a common theme and practice and, and, in for writers in general, like we don't always know what it is we're going to write until we sit down to write. So when we're writing about our own past, if we're writing about a specific event or a period of our lives, we think we know, we think we remember it. Um, but when we actually sit down to write it, we start to realize that we remember it better than we did just talking about it or thinking about it. And like, again, these new details, um, come to light. The other aspect to that um, of, of storytelling specifically that I, I try to emphasize is this idea that when we tell our story, um, which is a common practice in, in recovery, we often tell it the same way over and over and we become more or less wedded or addicted in some cases to this particular narrative. Taking time to write out your story or parts of your story will do can do a couple of things. One, it can show you that you're repeating the same type of story over and over again. So if you're writing about what it was like inactive addiction and you continue to, you know, you, you typically cite a series of events, you know, you start to realize that it's all just one event and you can summarize that in a different way. And then the other side of it too, is that you begin to see new patterns. Um, I've, 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 one of my, my adages is, you know, we can't change the past. Um, obviously the way time is set up at this, as far as we understand time and space, we can't change the past as of today. However, our perceptions of the past and of, of our past, um, are constantly changing and writing can be a very conscious way to enter into that space and make decisions about how a particular event, um, what that means to us today, how we're going to rework it, um, or whatever. Um, it's, it's a, it's a very powerful way to reconstruct your life and your story, but at the same time, begin to see new ways of thinking about it and then therefore new ways of sharing it more effective ways theoretically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I could imagine that that's really helping people in the present moment to, to get a fuller sense of themselves. Is that, how mm-hmm. would you say that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you're writing about your past, um, and going into detail and it feels overwhelming, like you're obsessing about the past. If you keep in mind that, again, this is a conscious process writing, that you are, you are in the moment writing about the past, um, it empowers you to recognize or to embrace that you're in the present moment in a very specific way. I think sometimes when people say just relax and be present, um, we're, we're somehow not supposed to be thinking about the past or thinking about the future. Well, often in the present moment, we are thinking about the past or right. the future. And so acknowledging that as in, in a writing practice, because the writing itself is the present moment is the present action 
it begins to shift your own experience in the present moment in a, in a, in a very effective way. Um, and, and I also encourage, um, this idea that, um, present action. Oh, what was I going to say? Basically, again, just to reiterate when we're writing about the past in the present moment, we're connected to the present moment. Um, and, and, and often we'll, we'll lose a sense of time. And I think mm-hmm. people get afraid of losing a sense of time because, okay, I'm not present. I'm not being mindful, you know, but in the creative process, that is often defined as a kind of flow. Um, athletes talk about being in a flow. Musicians are in a type of flow. Um, when they lose a sense of time, they lose a sense of, of the present moment because they're so caught up in it. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and it. And that can happen through writing. And then at the end of a 10-minute, 15-minute, or half an hour of writing session, you have this product. And you can then go back and see what was created, what, what you, um, what you did. And then there's a record of that and you can enter into that in a different way as well. I'm not sure if that makes any sense, if that makes sense yeah. completely, but mm-hmm. no, a little, it it's a little heady, right? <laughs> but it, ultimately, um, acknowledging that writing is, um, its own sort of present moment practice. You're connecting to the present in a very literal and tangible way, even if it doesn't feel like you're always you're you're in the present moment. If you're obsessing about something in the past or you're writing about a wish or a, a plan for the future, you're entering into a different type of present moment that can be very effective. And then at the end, you have a, rec- a record of that. Mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. It really does. Yeah, because you're like you're in the present, considering your past or your future, and that in itself, mm-hmm. to me, is that is the creativeness. That's the flow. That's the energy flow. Exactly. That's bringing you in this into this moment. And that so, can be defined as a spiritual practice in and of itself. You know, it's a mindfulness practice. It's an entering into a flow. I know often for myself, if I'm feeling kind of amotivated or apathetic, which is something that I feel a lot when I'm overwhelmed with work or whatever. And I take 10 minutes to just sort of align myself and get caught up and just sort of write out those obsessive thoughts. Um, I find myself feeling a little bit more synchronized with the flow of events for, the, for any given day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm curious what, in your, in your workshops, what kind of responses do you get from people in recovery that take your writing workshops? What do they say about their own process or how, what, what's, what's happening with people when you, when they, when they engage in these processes? Well, what I noticed right away, um, when I watch people's facial expressions, which I also do in school and I try to gauge what they're thinking and it's always a little bit hard because that blank look on this one. I, I notice people like looking up to the left. And so I can tell that they're starting to think about this in a different way. Um, and, and at that point I say, write down what you're thinking, right? Cause if you're getting mm-hmm. caught up in thought and you just sort of drift away, you are going to follow a train that you might not be able to track. But if you sit down and you, pull that in and you reel it in and you take a chance to write it down, then you're going to have more of a productive experience. Um, The majority of people who have participated in my workshops uh, have been so, they've just been so great. They've been so um, affirming and, and everything that they, you know, I've, I've never thought about it this way or yes, I've been writing um, for a long time and this is a, you know, this is, confirming or reaffirming that it's not a waste of time, that it's not selfish, it's not self-absorbed. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very positive response on the whole. I've never had anyone say that it doesn't seem <laughs> helpful in any way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what are some very just bare-bones practical tips, again, for people, anybody, but sometimes people that aren't used to writing or 
again, are reluctant or whatever, what are just some bare bones practical things about how do you create space in your life to make this happen or to do it the right? Right. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge, and this is for everybody who engages in writing, whether they're in recovery or not, but um, I think even more so for people in recovery, is to establish a kind of habit. Um, Start with five minutes, set a little timer, and make some lists. Um, There's a a couple of lists. There's a list of list topics on my website. Um, Pick one of those and just start listing off things that come to mind. Um, I also emphasize uh, a practice called free writing um, in which you just write whatever comes to your mind without thinking. You do what you can to sort of silence that inner critic and setting a timer again and saying, I'm going to free write about how I'm feeling, about what's going on in my head, about what's around me, you know, just taking time to pay attention to what's happening in the coffee shop or in your own kitchen. that's going to train you in the discipline. So writing for five minutes and then maybe adding a a, a sixth minute um, the next day and then trying to maybe do that at the same time every day or thinking about it and looking for a half hour that you have some free time between appointments and just going to a park or coffee shop and just sitting down and saying, this is all I have to do, turn off your phone, turn off your computer, just engage in the writing process and just see what happens. It's so self-exploratory and it's constantly an act of of discovery. Um, And I would also suggest thinking about it as, um, well, I guess I already said that, you know, establishing a habit, um, but looking at it as a healthy ritual. Um, Most of us in, in addiction uh, and recovery from addiction, understand the power of habit and, and ritual and, and seeing it as a healthy ritual and an outpouring can be um, motivating in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, our time's just about up, but what last word of wisdom would you leave us with, Mark? Um, well, I, I kind of just touched on this a moment ago, but um, one of the things that writing does is it helps us learn to pay closer attention inwardly and outwardly. And if you're looking for something to write about, just go to a park and write down all the things that you see, write down three things every day that you see, whether that's a bird or uh, a person on the side of the street wearing a pink hat, you know, by paying attention to the world, we begin to change the, our relationship to the world and we become more curious. I think curiosity is a a spiritual um, principle that isn't um, emphasized enough when I, when I hear people talk about recovery, Um, wonder and awe. And that I think is, is a great way of, of, of writing it down, seeing what's out there, paying attention uh, can, can really jumpstart that. Mark, thank you so much. Thank you for being my guest today on Spirit of Recovery, and thank you for thank the you work for that you're me. doing. You're wonderful. My guest is Mark Dennis Anderson. Our topic, Writing for Your Life, and his website is writinginrecovery.com. Mark, again, thank you so much um, for all that you've shared with us today. It's really, really important, and appreciate my it. My pleasure. Good. Thank you so and, much for having me. Yes. And all of you listening, be blessed. Have a wonderful week. Be curious. And tap into your wonder and awe. And uh, join us next week on Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org.
know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on this message from Daily Word. Is something in your life causing you concern? Don't be discouraged. The presence of God is peace and harmony, healing and creative ideas, is with you every moment of every day, providing the help you need. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. You are a spiritual being, blessed with all that you need for happiness and fulfillment. God's wisdom will guide you. God's strength will help you do all that you need to do. And God's joy will lighten your heart with hope and courage. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's Where fools and dreamers dare tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it. And according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on this message from Daily Word. Is something in your life causing you concern? Don't be discouraged. The presence of God is peace and harmony, healing and creative ideas, is with you every moment of every day, providing the help you need. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. You are a spiritual being, blessed with all that you need for happiness and fulfillment. God's wisdom will guide you. God's strength will help you do all that you need to do. And God's joy will lighten your heart with hope and courage. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's 
How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.